Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today, and I'm joined as always by Ethan Gelfand. E, what's happening in Michigan today? In Michigan, yes, in Michigan, but always got to rep my boys because we are talking the AFC East today. So, hooray, you can't give me crap for talking about the Patriots because we're actually allowed to talk about the Patriots instead of we don't. I forbid you to bring up the Patriots today at all. So, when that slide comes up, it'll just be you. Is that, is that you have to recuse yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be all me. Okay. And I'll just breeze through it, and then we'll just move on. <laughs> it's like, eh, nothing to see here. Let's go. Let's keep moving. Coincidentally, okay. there's not a whole lot to see there, but there are a few things of, of importance uh, in the Patriots there camp. Are there, are, there are a lot of things going on in Miami. I'm excited to talk about that one. That's basically a totally different team. Uh, but we got some, uh, we got some good previews oh today. Gosh. We're also yes, going to have another segment of our, our new segment, out. On Campus, coming back today. On Campus, man. This time you are back in the hot seat, which I am I very am. excited about. That is not yep. me. Uh, but so far, I mean, you've showed your prowess with college resumes and you know where they drafted to where they are now. So I, I don't know if I'm going to stump you this time. I hope. Maybe I'll just start off super hard and then just kind of get a little easier. I'm, I'm looking at my squad, who I got for you. I'm like... Maybe. Yeah. See if I there's can only so many that, that uh, there's only so many that are duplicates here. But um, yeah, speaking of right. college, I'm repping I'm repping a college jersey today. I don't have anybody from the AFC East. I have no jerseys from the AFC East. <laughs> it's like one of the you only divisions none? I don't have. I have none. So uh, what wow. I have done instead, this is a this is for a lot of reasons. But I'm repping our beloved Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I've got of number course. nine here, who, if you recall, was our man Boogie Basham, who's now on the Buffalo Bills. That's one of the reasons I'm wearing this one today. Uh, nine, my favorite that number. Counts. Nine was my number back in the day as well. So I love this jersey, but it also re- reminds me of Boogie, um, who had himself a sack fumble during the preseason game this week. Boom. They, they got returned for a touchdown. Uh, so Boogie Basham, making, making waves. Making the team. Uh, making, uh, making so waves. you obviously just name drops that gives your number in high school. And uh, you sent me something over the weekend uh, about your high school field. And you sent me an image. I'm like, holy crap. So what's going on with the comments, man? First of all, I Dude, didn't realize they, you were a comment. You sent me the picture of the new field. I was like, whoa, yeah. you're a comment. We, we were the comments. That's right. So we had the crappiest stadium imaginable. And and not like every other school didn't didn't have great stadiums right. either necessarily. But wait. I grew up in, in like oh, South wait. Central Illinois. I couldn't make a funny joke. I was going to say, well, what was Sorrento's field like? But you said all Sorrento's kids came to your high Sorrento school. didn't have so a field. Have- yeah. Sorrento was part of our high school. The grass. They couldn't water the grass. Um, so all the schools in like South Central Illinois kind of look the same as far as like it's farm country. And then you've got this dinky little field with a, with stadium bleachers and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, we played on like natural grass, obviously. That was all there really was at the time. We had this like cinder track that would kick up dust whenever you ran on it. It was just like dust. So you would run on this thing. And number one, your shoes would be totally black when you got done. But number two, dust would fly everywhere. And so there's always yeah. dust in the air. And it was kind of wild. Always. It felt like, I don't know, like so we were in like Texas old. or Oklahoma or something. Yeah. yeah. Tumbleweeds <laughs> really going across. Yeah, tumbleweeds. Yeah, there was a shootout every every game. No, but it was um, it was it was nothing Wait, special at say, all. You say shootout, you go like, boo, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you thought like, no, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Not actually either of those. This is a very safe, uh, farm, uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, good old Christian said, like, farm town. Yes, but you said like Texas, Oklahoma, so I just picture like the old t- stereotypical cowboys, like. Boo, 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 boo. 
these were farmers. So to replace the cowboys <laughs> with farmers, like real farmers, like these people, they, they, they had legit farms, um, cow farms, pig farms, corn, soybean, wheat, all that. I mean, this is big farm country. Smelled, yeah. Smelled spectacular out there. It, it, it often smelled not spectacular. That's true. Well, real quick side note on that. So uh, obviously I have my time in Penn state. What people don't realize is like Penn State is literally in the middle of nowhere, like Happy mm-hmm. Valley, and you've seen it. You've been there. Yeah. Um, it's smack dab in, in nowhere. You know, you're two and a half hours from Pittsburgh, you're three hours from Philly, and then you're in State College. And so it's all just like fields and farmlands, like tons of farms. Like Penn State's a big agricultural school. They got tons of programs for it. And honestly, and, you know, my wife, she teaches fitness classes, and a lot of them are early in the morning. And a lot of them were outside and she would use some of the facilities on Penn State campus, like big hills and stuff. And we would go out there in the morning and I kid you not, like four out of seven mornings, you just smell manure. Whether it's like, are these the pigs or the cows? I don't know. It just radiates throughout. You're like, holy cat or bad pun really didn't mean to do that, but it's just ridiculous. So sorry, when you say, yep. when you talk about like farmlands and by your high school, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know that. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was for real. And we would do uh, during homecoming every week, every year, uh, one of the days would be drive your tractor to school. And so the parking lot would be filled with like tractors, usually like the smaller tractors, but somebody would get funny and bring like, you know, a giant combine or something and take up the whole parking lot. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I I was not a farmer, but I always wanted to ride my riding lawnmower over there and uh, that would be my tractor. For a, so that's the equivalent of like a Vespa. It's like a little <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, very much. Um, this is yeah. it was a it was a great place. Uh, I have a lot of great memories there, but the football field was garbage and we knew it. And we we used to our locker room was like attached to this bus barn where the buses would park when they weren't driving kids to and fro. This is right. big like right. cinder block concrete building and they'd hollowed out half of it and made it a locker room, which was, which was like as old as you can imagine with like showers yeah. and stalls with no doors on them. Kind of stuff. like just, I mean, as dumpy as you can imagine the visiting team Trough. didn't have a locker room. So the visiting team Fair. didn't have a locker room at the football stadium. And so they would have to walk down the road to our high school and change in the basketball locker rooms, which were attached to the high school. Which is probably like a quarter mile walk down the road. You know? say, how far away is this? And half the time they would they would change or get ready in the in the end zone in their own end zone. <laughs> and so like behind the end zone, like over there, like putting on their shoulder pads and jerseys and stuff. And we're like, and we're rolling out of this bus barn. Like it, it was it was hilarious to think about. Um, but they, they have recently, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, they, but recently they've they've gotten like a $4 million grant from someone. And I don't know who, I think it's, it's like anonymous to the public right now, at least it'll get out. It's a small town, but, and I don't even know, I don't know anyone who has that kind of money. So like, there's only like one or two people I can even imagine did that if they were from Greenville, but they have, they've decided like they've earmarked it for the football facilities. And so the football field has been completely turfed with field turf and it looks amazing. And the track has been redone with like a full, rubber astroturf whatever it is track like a real track and the bus barn is getting dozed and i'm sad about that because there's a lot of memories there but uh yeah it's it's a completely different animal and i was just stunned my my parents sent me a picture and i was just like what is this so will there actually be a visitor's locker room unsure are they still gonna unsure on that i I think out of spite they should not have one but 
Yeah. That, that's oh, a I great agree. home field advantage. Hey, you yeah. want to come here? You have to go change a half mile away. <laughs> yeah. You wear away. them out before they even get to start the game. Yeah. You forgot yeah. your asthma inhaler oh. in the locker room? Well, you're going to have to you're gonna run back down there. <laughs> Especially with the dirt track and dust. Yeah, with the cinder track and yeah. shooting dust up everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So All true. Right. Well, congrats to the comments. That's very exciting. Uh, yeah, when you said that, I'm like, that looks that looks pretty dang legit. So you can you can only imagine. Legit. Well, I sent you a picture of you couldn't really see the whole field, but you could see me playing right. on the field. You could see how it was just grass, it was like crappy, yeah. like faded grass or whatever. Um, you can imagine my shock. What? Right. You just wanted to send me a picture of you and your high school glory football days. You could that's, tell that's it was glorious. Cool. I was handing it, it off like a freaking champ. You hey, saw you that handoff. That it's handoff was so clutch, so crisp. It yeah. Was. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so yeah, that's why I'm. That's a roundabout way to say why I'm repping number nine today. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and also it. shouting out, shouting out some support for our boy Sam Hartman. Yes, we love you, Sammy. I don't know Sam, what's going on. Undisclosed. Soon. We love Sam. He's our man. Yeah. Okay, so. Again, another sidebar. But so I was reading the ACC previews, you know, like talking about there was no mention of Sam Hartman. Like when they're talking about top quarterbacks, like top offensive players in the conference, like how do you not even mention, you know, it's kind of wide open. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the conference, let alone the country. And yet now yes. he's not even getting a mention. And the, I know he's out indefinitely with, you know, with, uh, an issue. So, but to not even mention him, I just feels like a little disrespectful. I know we're a small school, anyone, no one knows where we are, but. Come on, man. Like, give us a little credit, a little shout, just to mention that one of the best offensive players in your conference is not even going to be playing this year. Like, give that respect a little bit. So I was a little I agree. disappointed. Uh, but not surprising, right? Not surprising. <laughs> That's pretty sure. on brand for okay. all sports coverage about these guys. Uh, he is a total right. stud, and he was a, one of the top quarterbacks in the country last year, would have been this year as well. He was on preseason lists for stuff and Wake was ranked preseason as well. Um, that's going to probably all change, you know, depending on, on how Mitch Griffiths comes out and plays, but we'll see. Uh, that's a lot of, it's a lot of Wake Forest talk for a podcast on uh, fantasy football. But <laughs> we'll get to spread the gospel, man. We're spreading the Wake gospel. It was Demon Deeks. So that's right. Gotta that's right. Camp. Uh, camp, I just realized, you know, I'm very professional here and I just realized I didn't even have my mic on. So to all our listeners, I apologize for the first few minutes of our, first of all, our wonderful diatribe. So now you're going to hear me in even better quality. So even clearer, even clearer. You know what? I was, I was hoping you wouldn't notice because yeah, I was going to try to make you sound like a clown the whole time, but that's all right. Fair. I mean, I always sound like a clown. Now it's just be like a clown in 4k. If that's a thing for audio, but I don't think it do you, is. Speaking of which, do you remember the first, this is the last diatribe I'm going to go on. Cause then I'll get back to uh, fantasy football, but remember the first <laughs> three episodes that we shot of this podcast, we shot them all on the same day. It was like a part one, same a part day. two. And then it was episode Season two one. or whatever. We were trying to batch, yeah. put them out there and all three of them, because they were the same day, we didn't listen back to them after the fact, my microphone was turned around backwards <laughs> and these yep. microphones, the way they're set up, it's like, they're they're like they can be omnidirectional, but this was like unidirectional. It's like just you're supposed to talk to the front of it. So I'm basically talking to the back of it. It's yeah. not picking up my audio very well. It's picking it up like coming around the corner, and so it sounds like I'm down the street or something on the uh, on the pod. It was you not good. What? So it was on brand for us. You know, we're just starting out, man. It's our humble beginnings, right? Humble. We needed now to show progress. Us, that allowed us, us to show progress. 
Yeah, we we're, ticker, we're big time we have slides, we have mahogany, door. mahogany, even though you can't tell. Rich mahogany. I've got this the sign that I, I got for you that you left in my house. <laughs> I have posters, I have gladiator posters and, and etc. I have trophies. I'm I'm really big deal. You are a big deal. Are those yours or Miles' trophies? Though that's the question. Mostly mine from my childhood. So <laughs> from the those. days, my, my parents dumped those on me, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna put them to use. So I'm gonna throw them up in the background, show people how go. achievement oriented I am." Oh yes, you are very big time. So well done. All right. So again, Mike is back. Thumbs up. So let's dive into some AFC East. Let's do it. Woo! All right. All right. So, so we're starting gonna start. With- Bills. Start with the bills. bills. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead, man? I'll, I'll do the next slide. Why don't you go ahead? Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. All right. Bills, 11 and 6 last year. Uh, obviously made it pretty deep into the playoffs in that epic playoff game against the Chiefs, um, which did not go their way. But overtime, thriller, four touchdowns, Gabe Davis coming out party, whatever you want to call it. Wow. Um, they're they're going to look a little bit different this year, but mostly the same. And unfortunately, they've just got even more weapons. So um, Cole Beasley is gone. Um, I don't know if he's going to retire. He's he's like 32, I think. Jamison Crowder's kind of come in to replace him a little bit. But I will tell you, there's been a decent amount of buzz about Isaiah McKenzie, who's much younger, mm-hmm. who also plays a slot and has been showing some flashes in camp. So if you're looking sure. fantasy-wise – if you're trying to replace Cole, Be- Cole Beasley's value, I'm not certain it's going to be Jamison Crowder. And personally, I'd probably rather take a flyer on McKenzie because you're not counting on this guy to be a starter for you anyway. I kind of like McKenzie uh, because he's got, I think, better upside. I think Jamison Crowder, you know what you're going to get. He's probably a right. you know four for forty, five for fifty kind of guy, um, and he's also you know twenty nine or thirty this this season. So I don't know. I, I'd well, probably go for youth on that one. I mean, that's a, that's once again a crowded wide receiver room because you got obviously Stephon Diggs, and then you got Gabe Davis. And so, I mean, you're looking at Crowder as being your three and then McKenzie being, well, three B or four. Uh, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. And honestly, I like the OJ Howard pickup. I know they already have Dawson Knox, but I feel like obviously more offenses are kind of moving towards that double tight end set. Uh, coined by my Patriots, you know, with great Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski days. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Do not but, mention uh, <laughs> Right. We do not talk about Aaron, but uh, no, I, I think the OJ Howard was a sneaky signing. I think that's just a solid pickup. For them. It's a big body that they can look for in the red zone. I mean, Stefan Diggs is not the biggest guy, but we've got OJ Howard in there. Gabe Davis has solid size. Jameson Crowder's not too small. Uh, I mean, and then Dawson Knox was kind of an underside or undersized, excuse me, tight end. So I think that's going to be a nice one, two punch for them. Uh, I mean, they're just kind of smooth pickups for them. They're not, flashy by any means but it's just kind of filling small little gaps here and there and just slight upgrades to an already potent offense yeah uh, and obviously you have here little james little dalvin cook which honestly i know his name is carrying some weight i just it seems like everyone is so high on this guy and i'm not sure why uh well he's still gonna be playing listen. behind devin Singletary and and zach moss yeah, Zach Moss is probably the failed experiment, I would guess, out of this backfield. I think he's probably going to be the one who who loses work to James Cook. I think Singletary showed enough during the playoff run and the end of the season yeah. that they're going to give him the first opportunity to be the bell cow. He's not a huge back either, so they're he's probably not, not going to have like a true three-down back. Dalvin's little brother James here is smaller, and so I think he looks like he he's going to be smaller. a third-down guy. He's going to be a, a receiving back. Um 
I think it's just, hey, it's Dalvin Cook's brother. Like, off chance we get another Dalvin Cook, like we're gonna we're gonna jump all over it. And I think that's probably also why you super see injury prone. It's disappointing to Ethan's team every time. <laughs> That you should draft James Cook and see how it goes for you. <laughs> I should. Why don't you First just get him both? Pick, Two for one. Two for one. Um, I'm interested to see what he does go. because there's a lot of buzz about him. And the right. and to your point, like I think Singletary is good. He's not elite, and so there's there's an opportunity for Cook to come in here and take this job. I don't know that that happens. Right. And in fact, I, mean, I think Singletary is being way undervalued because people are exactly. buzzing about James Cook. So and you can get Singletary yeah. like pretty late i got him in the eighth round of a best ball draft a 12 team best ball draft that's super late for the presumed starter so i have a love hate relationship with devin singletary because i i picked him last year i picked him up last year and i had again my expectations were not sky high but i drafted him relatively high i think it was like this either fifth or sixth round just because i had waited yeah. on running backs a little bit because i had um well actually i took Dalvin first but then i had wide receivers and yep. so what was just so frustrating is that then you never knew between him and Moss who was going to be getting the workload. And, yep. but coming into the season, it was going to be Singletary and, you know, Moss would spell in a little bit, maybe on third downs, but then just as the season was going on, it was back and forth. You didn't know what was happening. And then they threw in like Matt Breda, like all that kind of stuff. So it was super frustrating. So then I got rid of him. <laughs> I think I either dropped him or I traded him. And then honestly, the last six games of the season, he was spectacular. They finally said, you know what? Let's just give it to Devin and let him run the show. And he pulled Rashad Penny. It's like, oh, end of the year. I'll show you what yep. I can do. Not that I've done it any other time during the season, but I'll do it now. Uh, so, again, love, hate that I, I appreciate what he can do, but hate in the sense that he never did it when I had him. You don't so, trust it. You don't trust the team to trust right. him, I guess is what it is. Like, you think he's a good back. It's just you don't know that they're going to give him the opportunities. And I get that. And I, I actually would argue with you, and I don't remember as well, maybe because you drafted him, you might remember better, but I actually thought last year we weren't sure if it was going to be Zach Moss or Singletary going into the season. I thought it was a legit debate, and so I kind of stayed mm -hmm. away, and it turned out to be a real back and forth until the second half of the season, to your point. But maybe not. Maybe maybe you're right that it was supposed to be Singletary, and then Moss kind of came in and, and spoiled a little bit. Well, yeah. I, and I think Singletary's a, a decent back. Yeah. Yeah, Singletary's a decent back, and... Uh... I don't know. So, but now again, with all this James Cook talk, it's just kind of once again, like, well, is Devin going to be the guy? So I would, yep. I'm staying away from him this year. <laughs> I think he's a value late in the draft. I just, I, I will say late. that again, yeah. because this is sort of like very similar to Rashad Penny in the sense that you have to win every week. And so if this, if mm -hmm. he's the starter for six weeks and then James Cook slowly starts taking away carries from him, fine. I'll have the starter on this offense for six weeks. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that he's going to, he's not, I mean, no one's taking him like a first, second round talent. Like no one's expecting well, him to be no. the starter all year, but he could be. And if he is, and you get him in the seventh or eighth round, that's a hell of a deal. I just, I just always had him on my flex and I would just be disappointed when you get me like 10, 11 points. I was just like, I can't, I can't put my flex on that and I can't bank on it. Um, but you're right. Well, I mean, if you again, get him late, if it's a, if it's eighth or ninth round, he's not even slotted as your flex. That's the beauty of it. It's like True. he he could yeah. technically be like your first bench spot if you get him that late. And and at that point, like uh, hell yeah. Right. Real quick, is Josh Allen QB one? Yeah, I think for sure. He's done it two years in a row now. The offense is set up that way. He runs the ball. He's got a rocket arm. He's got weapons. 
Uh, I think he's got to be QB one. I'm I'm probably not going to take him in the second or third round whenever he goes, just because it's just so damn early to take a quarterback. Yeah, I think he's true. I think he's most likely to finish at QB one again, but Isn't I just that don't wild? see it. I, I say, the only thing I think about is he's probably going to score enough points to justify it. It's just a matter of what you're not able to get because you took him that early. That's what that's what bothers me. Right. It's not that he's not worth yeah. it. He's he's worth getting like a, you know three four rounds ahead of other quarterbacks. I mean, but not yeah. when you lose an opportunity to get someone like, you know, Leonard Fournier, Aaron Jones, or somebody second round, and you're like, dude, you, you take a quarterback instead, you know, or Travis Kelsey or last, Mark Andrews or something. When was the last time you've taken a quarterback in the top three rounds or ever? Have you ever? I have. It's just been a long time. It's been a long. I've I've more I, historic. More recently, I've pretty much always gone like running back, running back, or occasionally I'll jump a receiver early, but I usually go running back heavy early. I can't I remember. Probably a Michael think, Vick type, you know, someone like him. It's probably the last time I, I did I honestly don't think I've ever taken a uh, quarterback in the top three. I don't think I ever have. I've always yeah. just waited. But Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I'll go back and look at my anyone, drafts now. I want to go find out. Yeah, right. Stat boy. Get on Stat Kemper's boy. draft status. Get on, go look at my historical draft. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. This team uh, is going to be really good again. All right. Oh, this team. Here you go. This team going to be really good again? No, no. but go ahead. No, I'm just going to clear the floor and just let you go to town and drop no. all the knowledge on all the stuff. No, no, no. Uh, this is a, a pure conversation, and I'm truly not going to show my bias towards them because, honestly, I mean, they made some solid additions. I like the Devontae Parker pickup, uh, you know, getting him at – a great value because the Dolphins just said, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> Let's just True. see what we can get for you. Uh, you know, we drafted Tyquan Thornton and, and at the time in the draft, everyone's like, what the heck are you doing? This guy could have been drafted a couple rounds later or like you could have gotten him much later. So, you know, it, it seemed like in the draft, the Patriots were reaching, especially with Cole Strange, obviously not a fantasy implication, but indirectly he is. So, a lot of head scratching going on with the Patriots. Uh, and then obviously we drafted some running backs in the fourth and the sixth when we're already have a massive running back room. So again, you always scratch your head whenever the Patriots are involved in the draft. Heck, sometimes we don't even have a draft pick because we get fined and penalized and stuff <laughs> for that. So that's fun times. Or we'll just always trade back, which is great. Like we were, what was the safety from Washington? Everyone was so high on this year. I'm blanking. Uh, or was it Notre Dame? Anyway, we we're perfect line uh, to yeah. get him. Notre Dame, what do we yeah. do? Trade him back. Like, great. <laughs> great. We picked up a seventh round pick. Super. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So anyway, my honestly, the James White retiring is, I think, a big thing for a couple reasons. He was always just such a solid, reliable dude. Third down back and one of the best receiving backs in the past 10 years. And also just like the locker room presence. So that's that's going to be hard for them. Uh, obviously, yep. he was hurt in the beginning of last year that I believe was a hit. And he just couldn't come back. Dude was a, a beast, and we will greatly miss him. But uh, you know, overall, I mean, we didn't get that much better. It's not like we lost that much, but we're just kind of there again. You really hope that Mac Jones is going to make a big jump, but you know, coming out of camp, it just sounds like the entire offense is struggling. So that's not what you want to hear. Uh, so they're I, trying to gel together some new what, parts, right? There are a lot of new parts with Devontae and Taekwon and. Um, and, you know, Mac kind of, you know, Mac is a lot leaner 
He's a lot leaner this year, man. He lost some Never. of that baby fat. Finally, did he hit puberty? Is that what happened? He, that yeah. best, the best picture was after he won that national championship with shirtless and smoking a cigar. It's like, oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, my gosh. How is this man national How is this man a, a freaking uh, quarterback? Right. So, anyway, so he's coming into camp a lot in much better shape. But, again, I'm just a little nervous uh, just because – Honestly, Mac did a lot better last year than I thought he would, and so I'm I'm nervous for a little bit of a slide. Uh, he will have to throw more than three times next time we play Buffalo, so you hope to see that that better. One thing I do not want if to mention like 40 is mile an hour wins. He he won't. <laughs> that was insane. How many times did Josh Allen throw it? I'd say oh, at like, least like 12 or 13. Yeah, it was it was like in that. the teens for sure. It was in the teens. Uh, one thing I've been noticing early on is Damien Harris and that he is not getting a lot of love. Uh, a lot of the rankings I've seen him at is like 29, 30, like late 20s, early 30s and in terms of running back rankings. And i just like to point out, he was running back 14 last year, and that was with some injuries, battling Ramondre a couple of games. He was running back 14 and had the second most rushing TDs. He had 15. Um so I don't know why people are so low down on him. Like I know it's the Patriots and I know you never know who you're going to get uh, when it comes to running back. You'll look at bill weird in practice and you're out for six weeks, <laughs> so um, true. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think Damon Harris is getting ranked way too low. And I, I just think he deserves a little more love. Don't get me wrong. I like Ramondre Stevenson. He's getting ranked pretty high. Uh, I think in one rankings, I saw Damon Harris is 29 and Stevenson at 32 which is interesting. I mean, that just tells you they don't know who's going to, who's going to emerge, you know, right. which is, I just to your point, it's kind of crazy be because it, se- it seemed like Harris was the first and second down guy pretty consistently and definitely mm-hmm. the goal line back. Stevenson had the flashes though. And that's what people are latching onto. I don't know if that's yeah. fair because I don't know that, I don't know that Belichick cares about that. Honestly, uh, I think all the <laughs> yeah. only thing he cares about is hang on to the ball. Yeah. But if you fumble, you're out know. for life. Yeah. So anyway, just look out for Damon Harris. I think you're going to be able to get him cheap just because everyone is so low on him. And he was running back 14. If you have him as your flex, your second running back, if you get him late, that's a great value. So just, you know, be on the lookout for Damien. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, the problem is PPR with him, you know? I think that was the problem sure. last year. And, 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 and like, yeah, you can – we said this before, like you can finish in top 15 running backs like Antonio Gibson and not be a great running back. And <laughs> some of that's just consistency. True. It's just like you showed up every week. Um, some of that's touchdowns, which you can't always predict, but I think, you know, for a running back a little bit more predictable, but um, I don't know. I, I like Damon Harris just fine. I would feel better with him being at least my RB two. Like, and I'm not touching right. him until I'm not saying RB one by any means. Well, yeah, but I, I think like he's gonna for him to be like the quote unquote starter. I, I also just like do not trust the Patriots backfield ever. You know, right. it's it's so rare that they commit to someone, and usually that James White's not, gone though. Not not like a second or third year guy. You know, Damian Harris is still pretty young. They did it with like Legarrette Blunt, but he was like a a real veteran. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't have faith that he's the guy, and that's I think that's how it's exactly how it's playing out in the uh, ADP people are like, it could just as easily be Stevenson and he's got what appears to be more flash, um, more pep in his step. And if he is the guy that'll pay off a lot better than Damian Harris being the guy. Just for value wise, when you, when you're taking Ramondre is what you're saying. 
Well, I what I think is if they commit to one of these guys, and I, let's say I've got both of them, and they commit to just one, I hope they commit to Ramondre. That's what I think people are saying. Because they think Ramondre is a flashier player who is more versatile and has more speed. I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't know if that's true or not. That's how it looked last year. So I think that's why people are kind of like excited about him. Right. Okay. That's just fair. My, just I get just it. my thought. Hey, I get it. And I appreciate it. As I said, I'm not too biased. I understand they're my team. They'll always be my team, but I'm also realistic with them. And d- does that mean I'm going to take Damian Harris? Probably not. Unless it's late. If he's <laughs> around late, great value. But am I taking my reach for him? No, <laughs> not at all. You're going to reach for him because he's a Patriot. Let's go. Third round pick. Damien Harris. Let's go. Damien Harris. First pick of the third round. Done. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Lock it up. <laughs> All right. Let's switch gears to the Miami Dolphins. Probably the most changed team this offseason. Crazy additions. Okay. A couple of key departures. Pretty wild overall. Let's start with the additions. <laughs> How about your boy Tyreek yes. Hill? Splash Cheetah landing. Himself. Yeah, splash Cheetah landing. Well, one... Landed. I would be most interested to see if he can last an entire season in the city of Miami. Not like I the completely team. Like agree I'm, I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure he'll be able to mesh fine with his teammates, but whether or not he can survive that city is something to be seen. So if he's able to do that, uh, you know, it's interesting. They're really, I mean, they really obviously have revamped their entire roster uh, offensively and uh, obviously new head coach and all that. So they're basically telling Tua, okay, here you go. Make this work. Show us that you can be our guy. Otherwise, we're going to go try and get Tom Brady again. Let's collude, do tampering, all that that's right. stuff. That's right. And then that's going to happen. He'll be a part team owner and a player. Anyway, so that's right. No, I mean, giving him Cheetah, giving him Chase Edmonds. I mean, your boy Mostert. They're really just kind of, Sonny Michelle, way too many running backs now, but uh, it is just. I still have the gas can. Giving, the gas man. Right? My boy from He's last still year. Still there. Old gas can. Uh, so yeah, it's it's crazy what they did just with all the additions. Tyreek obviously making the biggest splash of the offseason with that trade. So I don't know. Uh, obviously you lose Devontae Parker, but I think there's a little bit of an upgrade with the Cheetah, so that that helps. But it's it's to his show. It's to his time to show he can do it. Uh, hell, I mean, you heard Tyreek. He's he was already saying two had a better arm than Mahomes. So watch out, watch out. More accurate, he said. More accurate yes. than Mahomes. Uh, not a better arm, but yes, more accurate, which which is huge. And honestly. Tyreek, although he has absolutely burned people deep over the years, they started bracketing coverage on him a long time ago, and so most of his damage is done crossing over the middle and catch and run. Yeah. And so if two is more accurate on those kinds of throws, that could be really dangerous. Help. Yeah. Um, I think the point of like loading up the team for two, like the teams do this for quarterbacks quite a bit. They're like, okay, we're going to give you one more shot. I've never seen a retooling <laughs> like this. New coach is like an explosive offensive mind, the fastest receiver in the NFL. You just drafted Jalen Waddle as well. You've got a whole new stable of running backs. They went out and got some linemen as well. Like this is as good of a situation as you could really possibly be in. And dude, it's time to go. It's time to go. I mean, you talk, you talk about Jalen Waddle, who number one has the best TD celebration in all of football. And uh, two, you still have like a tight end, like Mike Kosicki. (laughs) The penguin little waddle is the best. Like, that is the best. And you still got Gasicki. You're right. You're right. I mean, they've got all the offensive tools to succeed. I mean, you get these nice running backs. I mean, again, there's no true stud as your running back, but these are all, I mean, Chase Evans had a great time splitting time with James Conner in Arizona. Uh, I mean, your boy Monster, when he's healthy, he can do a lot of great things. 
He's still got yep. gas can who's kind of like a utility knife. He can make catches and, you know, can make some plays in the backfield. And then, uh, you know, we were talking about it. You still get, so you lose your Devonte Parker, Albert Wilson, uh, Will Fuller still on sign, but you know, you bring in Cedric Wilson, Muhammad Sanu, kind of those veteran, you know, the veteran depth receivers a little bit. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Why can I not think of the word depth? I'll just go with veterans. There we go. Veterans. Yes. Yeah. Although no, I'm I think it's talk it's, about Muhammad it's nice. Sanu. Yeah, yeah, it is nice, salty feelings there. Yeah, talk about a complete waste for the Patriots. We took a second round draft pick. You know, we love tossing around draft picks, but oh my God. Anyway, Muhammad Sanu. That's all right. Good luck in Miami. You got a seventh for Nikhil Harry, so you're good. <laughs> totally, totally worked out. Totally, totally worked out. Yeah, I'm interested to see who the lead running back is here, honestly. And everyone, I think right. everyone's jumping all over Chase Edmonds like he's the guy. Mostert is a better running back when he's healthy. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. I think he's a legit Keep good running healthy. back. He just can't stay healthy. And so that's obviously important, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be like, if he's healthy, let him run. And then until he gets hurt, he's our guy. That's my opinion. I think he's a better running back than Chase Edmonds. Okay. When are you drafting Raheem, man? I, I know you can't quit him. You can't. No, so I absolutely will not. I cannot draft him this year. I mean, I, I guess if he's there yeah, in like the 14th or something and just hanging out, I'd be like, sure, I'll take him. Why not? <laughs> if I'm in a best right. ball draft, yeah, why not? But I mean, you can't count on. I don't you think don't, any of these guys is your starter. You all I know is Raheem Monster better be on your team this year. That's all okay. I have to say. Or else there right, is fair. asterisk on this season collusion. Fine. I don't like it. You're going to be fine to draft pick. What do you think about? <laughs> so the big question everyone's asking is like. What's going to happen to Waddle with Tyreek here? Because Waddle was, I think, after having like a explosive rookie year, everyone's thinking yeah. second year receiver, he's going to be in the top five conversation with Jamar and Jefferson, those guys. Like, what do you think now? I mean, do I think he's going to be top five? No. I mean, when you have a, a guy like Tyreek, that only is going to help you. Are you maybe not going to, it's, I can't talk, but it's possible you're probably not going to get as many targets if you are the lead dog. But, you know, with Tyreek, that's just going to open up things for him. He's not going to get the top coverage guy. He's going to have a little more space to operate. And, you know, again, I think we've talked about it in other divisions, but you look at what happened in Minnesota when they had Diggs and Thalen, and now they have Jefferson and Thalen. You know, that helps both of them. Obviously, Jefferson yep. is a top five talent, and he's able to separate himself. But when you have those one-two punches, it's just it can only help you. So last year, you know, he was the guy. You know, Devontae Parker was in and out. Will Fuller was in and out. So – as a rookie, he had to be that guy. And, you know, he had a good year, uh, just under a thousand or just over a thousand, which is great for a rookie wide receiver with, with two as your quarterback. So, you know, I think he'll make another step. Do I think he's going to be top five? No, but he's definitely top 15 to 20 for sure. So let me ask you this, and maybe this is a bit of a trap. Do you think he is better this year than last year? Stat wise, Uh, fantasy wise. Fantasy wise. I think yes. Okay. Do you Not think Devonte? But he will. Do, just follow me down this path. Do you think Devonte Adams yeah. will be better this year than last year? He's now got Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller as what you mentioned. Like having a second option is like a better sure. thing for you. But he was still the top option in Green Bay, and he's still going to be the top option in Raiders. In, mm-hmm. At the Raiders, so I yeah. mean, he's still going to get the top guys. Do I think he'll be better? No, because he had to downgrade a quarterback. And do you think that Tua is a downgrade from Patrick Mahomes? Uh, according to Tyreek, no. To Tyreek now. Okay. <laughs> According to Tyreek. Uh, I mean, yes, he is. He's not as accurate. But uh, yes, yeah. I do think he is a downgrade. But he's had he had two before. You know, That's true. Yeah, Waddle's not downgrading quarterbacks. He's just got a new, a new, new right. toy. 
I, I'll be interested to see. I mean, I was really excited about Jalen last year, like midway through the year. I was like yeah. all over this dude. We, we hyped him a bunch on the podcast. Um, I think Tyreek's value has to go down a little bit, you know, um, just will. because not only is Tua not quite Mahomes, they don't have that same connection going to a new team. I think the average is somewhere around 20% less fantasy points when a star receiver goes to a new team uh, the first year, <laughs> at least it's not yeah. guaranteed that way. But I mean, you're looking at downgrading quarterback. Um, I wouldn't say more competition because Travis Kelsey obviously was as good or better of a player than, than Jalen Waddle. So a lot of competition there. Yep. I think Miami would prefer to be um, historically more of a defensive and run first offense. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be true with Mike McDaniel or not. I mean, running um, first with these weapons, come on, Tyreek. And I mean, they've got, if they can handle all three first. of them at once, well, why not? <laughs> now McDaniel comes from San Francisco, which was a run first offense. And so yeah. I, I don't know what his individual play calling is going to be like, but um, I'd love to see him just open it up and see, to your point, I'd love to see what Tua can really, really do. Can you really do it? Because right. I've always been a little bit of a doubter on him. And I even thought in college, I was kind of like, the guy's good and he's like crisp and accurate and all that, but like not flashy. He doesn't have that like huge play potential uh, in my eyes. He didn't, he didn't totally wow me. Uh, I think he was like really solid. So I'd be curious to see, like, if to your point, if you can't wow in this circumstance, you're not a great quarterback. You're just not. I mean, this is his put up or shut up year. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's if he can't do it this year, he his days could be numbered as a starter, at least. Yeah. Great backup. Jacoby Brissett would be a great backup. Jacoby. Could be his future. Starter. Let's He's move on starter, to the man. Jets. J-E-T-S, <laughs> let's Jets, move Jets, on. Jets. Mike White, let's go. Joe Flacco, elite. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> the quarterback room is just stacked. It uh, needs well, to be because our boy Zach Wilson out two to four weeks, man. Say, yeah. Good thing they got that depth because, yeah, Zach just went down two to four. Well, they didn't even say an official timetable for his return yet. So here we That's go true. again. Uh, yeah, I know. Questioning. They think it's going to be two to four games of regular season time, but we'll see. My God. It really I sucks mean, I mean, because, like, he was one that you were kind of excited about to see again. Second year, talk about adding weapons. You know, like they add Brees Hall. They add Garrett Wilson. They bring in a couple of tight ends. Like, I think they did a lot for him. Uh, they've got some extra linemen in there, too. Like, work right. on the defense. Like, this team is improving personnel-wise. And so you're really excited to see second year in quarterback in a system, second year in the NFL. Like, the second year is typically when most skill position players really jump. make the leap. You know, they really start to yeah. make that jump. So, well, uh, it kind of sucks. Do you want to even say he's still – part of his rookie year because what he, he played half the games last year was that it or 10 11 something like that i mean i think but really for me it's so yeah obviously a big chunk of it is adjusting to the speed of the game and the intensity of the right. game that that is going to take at least 16 17 full games worth of experience so that could have been a half year this year anyway but the other part of it is like the work ethic and the routine the mm-hmm. schedule the playbook the play calling reading the defenses you can do that without actually being in the game too so I think the knowledge and all of that experience is going to be your full year in at this point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just, it does. It sucks for him. People did have these higher expectations for him this year. So to see him missing two to four games is, is a huge dagger and a huge blow for them. Uh, So again, your boy, Mike white could be back in the forefront. Joe Flacco is saying he's kind of separating himself in camp. Watch out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Sayla, yeah, really Sayla loves Joe Flacco. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I guess <laughs> I love Mike White, and no one gets that either. No, 
but you yeah, know, it's the uh, everyone was loving on the Jets for their draft. I know they made a lot of improvements on defense, but then had added some offensive weapons here. I'm interested to see kind of where do you put Brees Hall? Do you think top 20? Dude, like, to, are, I mean, I everything I've heard is that he's going to be like a three down back, like the legit starter. Like he was a the prospect in this draft that everyone was like, this is the guy, you know. And Michael Carter so what, what? was not a three down back, truthfully. He's a little Never small. Thought he was, so but he shouldn't have been. So I think you've got a real nice one-two punch here. Can they be like maybe like a Zeke Tony Pollard kind of setup? You know, like I don't know if their line's good enough to comp that, and they certainly aren't going to have the quarterback play for it. But I think that may be what they're going for, which is like, hey, maybe two series for Brees, one for Michael, or um, you know, two a series for Brees, and then like a first and second for Brees, and give Michael a third, and then the next series or whatever. Like I, I think they'll. Yeah. My get my my best guess is like a 65-35 split, but okay. I mean, you don't know until the season starts. Are you really trot him out? Do you see him as a flex RB two? What do you think? I think flex for sure um, could potentially okay. work his way into RB two if the workload's there. It, there aren't that many running backs that get more than sixty five percent of the work anyway nowadays. True. So if he's getting crazy, let's call it um, you know high teens in carries. If he's getting fifteen to twenty carries and he's getting three or four receptions a game, that's about what most guys are getting. That's gas can right there, man. That's gas can territory. <laughs> gas can, Although but gas can could go high. off for like eight carries, you know, like he, it was very unreliable for gas can. He was. Oh, trust me. I know this. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> You're well, aware. You're well uh, aware. I'm trying to think of who the best comp for this would be like production wise from last year. Give me a minute and I'll, I'll think on it. Do your we'll analysis. I was going to say, I want to talk about Garrett Wilson. So obviously the big rook coming out of Ohio state, one of the top three receivers in the class. What do you think? I mean, obviously now with Zach Wilson out makes a big difference. Who's throwing it to him. But do you think he will be as impactful as a Jalen Waddle? Or do you think maybe he'd be more Devonte Smith still good, but not as like explosive and, and putting up the gaudy numbers. So I love this receiving room. I love Elijah Moore. Elijah who was there Moore, stud last Elijah year. Dead. Yeah. He has some injury history, of course. They still got Corey Davis, who also has injury history, but has become kind of a stud. Like I think this is a this is a three headed monster that's really really good, um, and that really yeah. helps because you don't want to put all the pressure on one guy to to produce. And so, while I would have been concerned about Garrett Wilson, like when Devontae Smith went to the Eagles, we talked about this. Like it's tough for a rookie to to carry the load as a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. So, but for Wilson, he may be their number one, he may be their X, you know. But he's also got two really proven, really good receivers next to him that will take coverage right. away and that's going to be important so i think again we don't know what the quarterback play is going to look like and, and if they're going to be able to support three different receivers and of course these tight ends are going to get a little bit too but yeah i think i think garrett wilson is a real deal i think everyone does and um if there's enough balls being thrown out there he could have himself a really <laughs> nice year I, I don't know how to rank yeah. him you know like because i i was so high in elijah moore at the end of the year after what he did um it was it was a little bit heartbreaking to see Garrett Wilson go here because you're kind of like, dang, I wanted to see what Elijah Moore was in Elijah year Moore. two. Yeah. I want to see him in year two. But um, I don't know, maybe it helps more to your point, spreading the coverage out. Maybe it helps both these guys. Okay. That's fair. Um, of course, they bring in these two tight ends. I like how CJ Zuma was like the big offseason signing for them. Obviously, they make big tra- big splash in the draft, but it's like, we got CJ Zoma, Super Bowl runner up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had like a, he was one of those guys last year with the Bengals who was like 
there were like three or four games where he had two touchdowns, I think. Like he just went off a couple of games and then had and absolutely it. nothing the rest of the year. Yeah. Kind of wild. He got like eight mil a year, dude. Is that insane money? Like, I don't know if that's crazy for a tight end or not, but that seems super, end. super high. So I was reading an article showing like the highest paid player at each position. And yeah. um, first of all, what was crazy is uh, running back was the second lowest. And that's including, you know, every that's including all the guards, the centers, you know, yep. defensive tackles, linebacker, like running back, second lowest, <laughs> not including totally devalued, like totally that. devalued the running back. Yeah. Just crazy. But obviously then tight ends were kind of on the lower end, but 8 million a year. Like that's, you take that. If you're a tight end, you, you, you that's good you cash, that. man. For like a yeah. not top 10 tight end, you know, it's pretty wild. Uh, shout out to Tyler Conklin, Central Michigan alum. Fire up chips. Let's and, go chips. Uh, he just exploded last year because he'd done nothing in his first four years, but then boom, big year with the Vikes. So got he got his payday yeah. too. That's right. That's right. So I think this is like Uzoma's the number one, obviously, and yeah. Conklin's just insurance for him. But Uzoma's got injury history too, and so I think it's a really smart. Yeah. Smart signing for them. It was. I mean, everyone was in love with the Jets offseason draft signings, all that stuff. So now see whether they can put it together. Obviously, losing Zach Wilson's gonna hurt, but you know, they've got the pieces, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, again, here comes some Patriots talk, but a lot of people are saying which roster would you rather have, the current Patriots or the current Jets? A lot of people are taking the Jets just because of what they had to add. And you know, I can't necessarily fully disagree. They have some great pieces. They really do. Dude, as far as their offense goes, 100% the Jets. Uh, defense, I don't know. I mean, Sauce Gardner, it's going to be a stud, and that's such a great name that I'm, I'm all in on him. I don't know about the rest of the defense compared all to the, the Patriots. Sauce. I think the Patriots always get the most out of their defensive players because of Belichick's background. But um, I probably, if I'm if I'm playing defenses in fantasy, I'm going to draft the Patriots over the Jets. I just I think they're always a good play. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like the I like the skill players. Of course, I'd rather have Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, but true. We'll see. True. We'll see what happens there. Although so we didn't ever get a chance, we didn't get a chance to talk about Zach Wilson because we weren't shooting a podcast when all the news came out that he is a mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he, he is Finch. He's getting after Stifler's mom. <laughs> Dude, where so were the Finch we memes? Him, I was looking for the Finch memes whenever uh, that all went down. Right. There's a lot of good so stuff out there. we just call him Finch from here on out? We'll just like, call him Finch. He's no longer Zach Wilson. Just he's just Finch. Finch. Or Finch Wilson. Deal. That's kind of a fun name. Finch, Finch Wilson. That's fair. I like Finch Wilson a lot better. <laughs> so from now on out, from here on out, Zach Wilson, Finch Wilson. All right. We'll stick with that. Good. Yeah. Why don't you hit me up with some right. on campus? Yeah. So that'll do it for the AFC East. And now it is time for some on campus. Okay. On campus. On campus. Okay. Put my thinking cap on here. So just there we go. So just a reminder, I'm going to be giving you the uh, skill position players on offense. I'm going to give you where they went to school, and then you have to tell me what team they are. Okay. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. Not get, I'm going to save quarterback till the end, just because okay. typically that's kind of the giveaway. Uh, all right. So. And I'm not going to say like wide receiver one, running back one. It's just going to be a hodgepodge. Just oh, okay, running back, okay, wide all right, okay. You can give me all some right. backups. Okay, fair. Well, I mean, like they're starters. Four string running back, Alcorn State. <laughs> hmm? All right, hmm? they're all starters. I'm just saying, okay. like wide receiver one, two, or three. Anyway, okay, okay. all right. Let's hear it. Running back, Wisconsin. 
wide receiver smu denver broncos I wide receiver. <laughs> what? Melvin, Melvin gordon and Cortland sutton that's denver <laughs> whoa let's go let's go running back north carolina wide receiver alabama alabama quarterback wide receiver controversial nc state State slash wisconsin i was gonna gonna throw you off by saying quarterback nc state (laughs) yeah but here's the Um, kicker do you know who their tight end is oh uh, well they just drafted one but the other guy albert oh paper that i just threw i don't know albert ogobal one jim yeah something Oh, I even forgot to write what school he went to. Whoops. So there's that. Wow. But anyway. Fail. 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 Well, you got it after two. If I had started UNC running back, would it have been that quick? Because well, there's, you know, well, there's two options for Carter. UNC. Yeah, there's two options for UNC right. that, that immediately come to mind. There's a couple for Wisconsin, too. You got Jonathan Taylor, obviously. So right. a couple came to mind there. But the S- honestly, the SMU throws it and gives it away. I didn't think you were going to get Cortland Sutton right away, honestly. Yeah. I think you give it away. I don't, I don't know why. And honestly, um, like maybe this is weird telekinesis, but I was thinking about Denver right before he started this. I was like, it'd be crazy if he did Denver and he said Wisconsin, UNC, and SMU and Alabama. And he starts saying running back, Wisconsin. I was like, okay, still could be Denver. Could be Denver. Because he told me, you're basically told me you're going out of order. Wide receiver, SMU. I was like, done. Done. So. <laughs> it's Denver. Damn it. Well, well done. You have you are the big man on campus, so good job. Yeah, yeah I I have the feeling this segment, although it's super fun, is going to be super easy every time. But you know, maybe it's because we give too many of the players away. Maybe we just give like one receiver and one running back. Make it make it. Well, a change. That's all so, I did this time. That's all I well, got to. I, listen, I'm just that good, so I can't. Uh, there's probably no segment. Uh, you know, I probably shouldn't do this segment. I should only give it to you. I guess. Ever. We should just get people to call in and then just do on campus with them. And that's a good point. Speaking of Collins, right. we actually had a listener question. I'm going to get to this oh. real quick before we shut down. Yes. Let us so hear this comes, question. This, this actually was a call in at one point. Um, this is our boy, Ricky. He's Ricky! got a fan question, fan question for yeah. folding the cheese. Ricky says, and I quote, I'll try and do a Ricky voice. Is it just me or is Debo not getting <laughs> as much respect on his name this year, despite going off last year? Think he had the second most points of any wide out. Is he just sad love, all the time? Love you guys. Thanks. He's really not sad. He's a great guy. He's happy, lives a great life. He's got he's got Why all his ducks in a row. He's crushing life. I mean, that's great. You just made him sound sad. He's not sad. Sorry, Ricky, you're not sad. Ricky's not sad. He's a happy man. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear that. He's got, Ricky, a, he's, got this question, like, he's got man. kind of like a deep voice. It's like kind of it's a and it's not gonna say it's monotone, but it's got a little bit of that, like it's just got a very distinct tone. That's all. Okay. But anyway, Distinct. let's talk about Debo. Let us talk about Debo. Uh, but we already did our NFC West. So sorry. We did. No Debo. We did. Well, I just got the question. So. I know. I said we already did it. But uh, no, uh, I, I think you're right. I think kind of Debo is kind of being the forgotten wide receiver because, you know, you're hearing obviously Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, you're hearing these guys and Debo's for whatever reason not being in that conversation. I don't know if it's can he do it again? You know, obviously he was holding out the entire summer. So that was also kind of a reason why people weren't necessarily thinking about him. Just, you know, he hasn't been signed. Is he holding out? He's asking for trade requests. Like, he well, you thought the holdout was like, you thought, you thought the holdout was like, I don't want to run the ball, you know? 
Right. So that's the other thing is like you thought if he's if he's holding out because they don't want to run the ball, then that's going to take a lot of his value down. Right. So, so I mean, honestly, that was that was probably a little bit that he was a little bit on the back burner that you weren't necessarily thinking of him in the forefront. Uh, honestly, I thought that played a part in it. But you're right. He is getting a little disrespect in that sense that maybe the, people don't think he can do it again. It's basically like show prove me twice before we'll put my faith in you kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, and the, you, the names that the names that he's being compared to, I think, are guys who've done it more than once. And so that's definitely part right. of it. I'm going to share with you real quick the ADP across different sites, because this is kind of interesting. On Yahoo, his ADP is right around 20, um, which I, which is fine. Whatever. What wide receiver uh, is that? Um, Four or five. See, he's behind. He's behind CD Lamb. Oh. Uh, and then the, and then the big names like Devante, Stefan, uh, Jamar. Justin and Cooper. So he's like seven, I guess on ESPN, his ADP is 13. Ooh. Okay. Which That's makes high. him, it's still wide receiver uh, six, but he's ahead of Stefan Diggs actually, which I thought was interesting okay. and ahead of CD on sleeper. His ADP is 22. Um, and he's behind in that one, all those names I mentioned before, but also Tyreek jumps in front of him there. So, um, so I think it's a lot of different things, right? I think you're dead on with the contract stuff has gotten in people's heads a little bit. Like, is he not going to run the ball as much as he did last year? That seemed really unique. And like anytime a trend in the NFL takes off like that, defenses have all off season to try and figure it out. Right. Usually it doesn't work more than one or two seasons. So you got to wonder like, is he not going to run the ball as much? Truthfully, I, I almost didn't want to run the ball. Like I got irritated at times when he'd have like he eight carries it. for 32 <laughs> yards. And I'm like, why couldn't that be eight catches for 32 yards? He does PPR. Like, I want this. <laughs> Granted, he was so damn good and he scored a rushing touchdown in so many games that I wasn't that worried about it. But I mean, there were some games when he ran the ball eight or nine times and he only caught one pass or two passes. And that, that yeah. got a little bit irritating. I'd love to see him more involved in the passing game. Now, so you think about all of that and you think about like, is that trend going to continue or not? He is a freak. He is unstoppable. All those things. Then you got to think about okay, we got Trey Lance, so it's a new quarterback situation. I was which just about to say that probably isn't going to be worse than it was last year, and it wasn't bad last year. It was just fine, you know. Jimmy G, solid middle of the road quarterback. I think Trey Lance yeah. will be solid as well, uh, with a chance to be exceptional. I think Trey Lance is going to be at least solid, and there's a chance he's like a total total stud. And if he is, then it's going to help Debo. Obviously, Trey Lance oh, yeah, is going to run the ball. He's going to run the ball more, which takes away some of the carries from Debo. Definitely takes away some of the goal line opportunities from someone like Debo. So there's a lot that mm-hmm. I think people are just all just trying to take all this information and mash it all together and be like, so what does that mean for Debo? You know, I think ultimately yeah. you you count on the talent with him and you just say, if he can get the ball in his hands, running or pass or receiving, I don't care. Just give the guy the ball and he's going to make something happen. And so I feel pretty safe with him. But in a full PPR, I'm probably more like the sleeper and Yahoo folks than the ESPN folks who have them like way high. So in the, the 20 ish range. Yeah. I'd be more comfortable in that range with him, like end of the second round, um, maybe middle end of the second round. Now, of course he why could produce just, another top five. I don't know, but why don't you just draft him when you got him last year? 10th round, just wait for him there. I would love, I would love to take him in the nine, 10. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, why don't you okay. uh, enforce that in our draft? Just get in the chat room and just say, Hey guys, leave Debo until the eighth or ninth for camp. He's going to grab yep. him. That's Can you do that works. for me? He'll take monster in the second round, but just leave Debo <laughs> until the end. That's, That's actually fair. Would you, 
If you could have a deal where you could get Mostert in the second, but you would also be able to get Debo in the eighth, would you take that deal? So you're basically saying you take Debo in the second, though. You are, but the question is, so you take- is Mostert going to go before or after the eighth? That's the question. Because <laughs> Debo's, Debo's going in the he's second. Debo's going in the second. Is Mostert going to the eighth, or is that a wasted pick? That's the real question. <laughs> That's the real question. All right, new poll. Would you take Raheem Mostert in the eighth? <laughs> that yeah, that's basically that the only question we're asking. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Well, uh, now so we Ricky, know. Ricky, Ricky appreciate so appreciate the question, appreciate brother. Yeah. Sorry on the hatchet that's job right. on my uh, my impersonation there. I'm not sure if that was good or not. I'll wait to hear it back, and I'll there tell you. What's it mean? You sound like yeah, you are. All in. Well, that's what you made him sound like. <laughs> I didn't mean for him to be so, sad. Maybe I was looking sad when I was trying to impersonate him, but that's just, you know, you got to make your face match a certain voice. Right, you and- yeah. Hey, but for all our listeners and our viewers, to make up for it, please do your Chewbacca because you are great at impression. <laughs> we did the I did the Chewbacca so many times in that one episode, and I think it carried over. <laughs> the problem is no one got to see me raise my hand when I did it, which is your favorite part. <laughs> so <please. laughs> there it is. The hand. The hand is what like I don't know why I, the I, hand I, has I, to go up when I'm doing it. I have to lean back, lean back and do it. There you go. So, Ricky, call us in so we can hear your real voice. And Kemper is actually very good at impressions. So, I hope he just butchered the Ricky one, but he is very good at impressions. I didn't practice this one uh, at all. So, we'll see. We'll see. But hey, so that's going to do it for AFC East recap uh, preview, as you would say. Uh, so, we got one more division left, Kemp. We got one more. And say the I best for last, right? Best for last, quarterback galore. Uh, AFC West coming up next episode. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, Kemper once again crushed him on campus. Maybe have to make some tweaks. Maybe do the uh, fourth string center. See if I can stump him then. But uh, yeah, until next time, man, keep on folding. Fold it. So please.